What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 552nd episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. I'm your host, Steve. With me is Hannah. I caught three hearts of gold yesterday. I caught three shiny love discs, and I am so happy and even more hyped for Valentine's Day. I don't think I'm going to be able to keep this love ball balanced on my head the entire podcast, but I wanted to start. <laughs> for our audio listeners, <laughs> Hannah just has a Pokeball on her head. That's it. I feel like Hannah's determined to get people to come to the YouTube. <laughs> she's she's purposely changing locations for you all. Right That's now she's in point. Alaska. Just... You can't see it, but there's a polar bear behind her. I don't have anywhere to put the love ball except for on top of my head. So I wanted it to be in the podcast. <laughs> um, Bobby is also here with us. I only got one shiny love disc yesterday, but I did get a shiny Tapu Lele today after only a few 34 raids. So that's only going great. 34. Only, only 34. <laughs> that's, that's like the cost of sun and moon right there, Bobby. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yep. And now I get to look at it in, on my phone and, uh, then that's that's it and then i'll forget about it <laughs> until perfect until uh, next year well uh we have a show for you guys today this is gonna be a really weird especially if you're watching the youtube version because next week we're probably gonna be in the same clothes because we're recording two episodes today main reason is i will be in las vegas for the hoen tour and we'll probably have like a bonus episode for that as well a lot of editing for me a lot of recording for me but we want to make sure that the episodes get out to you every monday also, we'll circle back to the Love Disc stuff when we get to our Pokemon Go segment. Uh, before we get to our Pokemon Go segment, let's start off with what we talked about last week, which I did surprise that this is news, actually. Like, a good surprise. Not like, oh my, I can't believe they did this. This is like, a, I'm very glad they did this. We'll start off with some play Pokemon news. Uh, last week, there was the Florida region, Florida regionals, regionals. I think that's what it's called. Um, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Where they had uh, VGC, TCG, Pokemon Go. If you guys don't follow the competitive stuff. Pokemon Go is done in like 10 minutes because it's literally the world's fastest game. Like they're done so fast. <laughs> and there aren't as many players. That's yeah. true. That's true. They're very, they're very efficient over there in the Pokemon Go scene. And <laughs> at, a, at a, a little bit of history here, at a certain point, the TCG stuff got so big, they had to restructure how it worked because people were playing all day, matches were taking so long. They restructured it. Um, and then there was a, a problem at the Florida regionals where uh, the first day took 14 hours for competitors. For VGC. For VGC. TCG under this new format, they get done when they get like efficient, as efficient as they can be, obviously. And the people who made there was there was also there was 10 rounds and there were some people who went eight and two, uh, which is usually guaranteeing you into next day. But there was a, a whole bunch of people that went eight and two that did not qualify for day two at all. So imagine waking up playing 10 rounds of Pokemon VGC for 14 hours, going 8-2, and then being like, well, I, I I, don't make day two. That's a very long day to find out that you are not participating. And then even worse, if you did make day two, 
See you bright and early at 7.30 a.m. to play even more Pokemon. And after the 12 hours of playing, you still had to get your team checked that evening, right? For the next day? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. It was a long day is what it sounded like. That's terrible. Uh, And I I said this on Twitter. I tweeted this. Like, this was this, not this specific issue, but when I was playing TCG competitively for three years, this is one of the reasons why I stopped. You would you would get there super early. They said they were going to start at nine. Something went wrong. All of a sudden, you're not starting till 11. So you're just sitting there and you're like, okay, well, if I knew that we were going to start at 11, I would have slept in an hour. I would have like had a bigger breakfast. I'm sure many people might have considered taking a shower. That would have been beneficial to everyone. <laughs> uh, and then you would, you would, you would either have two things. You would either uh like go to time and then as soon as your match is over you're in another match or you would just get swept right away and then i mean it sucks that you lost but it's like uh, well at least i have now like a 20 minute break to like catch up and like breathe (laughs) tournaments the tournament structure can i'm i'm sure this applies to a lot of games it's just a very exhausting thing to participate in yeah anyways the news actually out of all of this is that Play Pokemon tweeted, attention, Pokemon VG trainers following on our upcoming quarterly document updated on February 21st. VG regional championships will use the two-day tournament structure as the Pokemon TCG events. Play Pokemon tournament um, rulebook handbook. And then they just they link to like the handbook and the rule structure. Um, so that's great. That's super good, and I believe there was probably enough... I don't think it was a coincidence that this came out shortly after the disaster that was a 14-hour tournament day in Florida. Right. Because they tweeted, uh, this was like Monday or Tuesday earlier this week, uh, that they are making these changes now. So they're immediate, like the next tournament is going to be changed? Okay. It went wrong enough. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to change things for, ne- for next time. <laughs> yeah, so that's good. I think the Australian regionals is next on the list. Mm. That sounds yes. right. Yeah. And then I think Tennessee has one and New Jersey. I don't know. So Did yeah, either of you come to San Diego for that event? San Diego was the first one. Yeah, neither of you came to San Diego, right? No. No. Okay. I'm pretty, I'm pretty, I know, I know you're there, Bobby. I'm pretty over San Diego at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, San Diego is great. It's just that that area of San Diego, not so great. (laughs) Yeah, it went real, real, real downhill during the pandemic. It really did. I didn't even know. I hadn't been there in downtown three years and I live a mile away from downtown, (laughs) but but I hadn't actually been down there uh, for anything. It's changed. It's changed. Yeah. A lot of places have. Yep. Just uh, for, for those that don't know how the, the TCG structure works, the easiest way I can explain it is if you have three losses, you're automatically out. So whether there are eight rounds or ten rounds, um, the it kind of consolidates and is easier to get like a top 16 or top 32, depending. So there's like a point structure and whatnot, but pretty much like, if you have three losses, the likelihood of you making day two is next to impossible unless, I don't know, like 10 people in top eight got like food poisoning and like <laughs> they need to like move people up. 
hopefully that makes it better. Again, I've I've I understand how exhausting it is both mentally and physically to sit there for 14 hours and Pokemon is already a, a mind melting game at a high level. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Are you thinking about doing any competitive this year? I, you know, I've I've been so distracted in in Scarlet and Violet from like raid stuff. Like I I've gotten a bunch of shinies and people are always like, oh, you must use the sandwich power a lot. And I was like, no, all of these shinies are just like, <laughs> like the EV training. Or, they're just or, out there. Yeah, they're just out there. I just <laughs> run into them. Um, so I haven't really like in-depth shiny hunt. I did do some, uh, I did like two or three days of ladder in VGC mm-hmm. with a rental team and I was having a good time with it, uh, but I haven't gone back. So the the raid stuff is time consuming in a good way like it's it's like a good like i like doing my six star every day i like helping people with their six stars i like prepping for these seven stars i like grinding out the seven stars so um i have not delved too deep into the vgc stuff and the raid builds are typically things that would not be good competitively right so you're building all these pokemon out for greninja for charizard for cinderace and teaching people all that but you're not but it's not like you can turn around and use that stuff in competitive, right? right so it's no. like you got to build those teams completely separate from the raid teams. Yeah. Yeah. Most of the raid yeah. builds are like really bulky, which is, is um, you know, survivability in raids is is what you really want. Um, usually in like VGC stuff, your things are invested in speed because you mm-hmm. need to outspeed certain things because going first is very important in <laughs> in vgc stuff hey in raids right. it doesn't matter if you go first because the the boss is like i get to go twice before you even get to <laughs> pick a move yeah yep yep <laughs> yeah they added a new in-depth thing that adds a whole lot for people who didn't like competitive that if you want to build a pokemon but never ended up playing in competitive to begin with now there's a good way to do that but if you're someone who tries to do everything there's a whole lot more to do now yeah, it's it's a it's a good problem to have for sure. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was that whole situation was made for someone like me because I don't like it's the same thing with like Go, right? You know, PvP. I don't play PvP, so everything I build or power up is specifically for raids. But it's like, oh, now I got to go build up a team for PvP. Like, no, nah, it's okay. I'll just I'll just stick to my raids and stay yeah. away from the. From the I PvP always aspire to PvP, but. Uh, never end up doing it, so I'm enjoying <laughs> being able to build Pokemon for the raids. <laughs> yep, yep, exactly. <laughs> I think I think it is nice. I think I I can definitely see the excitement, um, at least in in the community we've built of people being like, I've never done EVs before, I've never really done IVs before, uh, like, and then being able to get excited that they did it, you know, correctly, or they went out and they bought the vitamins and they put it into the Pokemon and they're like, oh, oh my gosh, it worked. Like I built a Pokemon and it's like, cool. It's like really cool that people are slowly starting to understand how important those vitamins can be or EV training in general or natures and stuff like that. So it's nice because like, again, if you're just playing through the story and you're shiny hunting or you're just doing raids in Sword and Shield, like you probably have never really had to worry about that. Um, it was always so selective to people who wanted to do competitive. Yeah. And they mm-hmm. started doing in the DLC of sword and shield. I remember it was when they really started dropping items that it's like, if you're competitive, this is great. If you're not competitive, you probably now have a bunch of 
what was it? Was it mints or vitamins? There was a place, it was like an island you could go mints, to that always yeah. had a bunch of the mints. And it was like, if you're not competitive, you're like, what are all the, I mean, I have all these mints and stuff, but I don't really have anything to do with them. <laughs> like that was kind of my situation, you know? So, uh, I mean, there, it's there, nice there, could, <laughs> there could be somebody that didn't know what they did and they were like, oh, I want all my Pokemon to be sassy. That sounds cool. Like, I did that as a kid, or at least at some point when they first started being a thing, I remember doing that. <laughs> It's like, I would like a sassy Pikachu. I want a sassy Squirtle. I want a sassy Bulbasaur. Yep. <laughs> this is this is some interesting news, uh, although I doubt this is coming to America. Sorry. Uh, this is off uh, GoNintendo.com. Pokemon Company releases an eight-disc CD set. Japan loves CDs. Uh, featuring every Pokemon anime intro and outro song. A perfect way to relive your childhood. So uh, this is to celebrate Ash's journey. The Pokemon Company revealed a collection to focus on the music. Uh, this is a partnership with Sony Music. Uh, it's called The Best of the Best of Best 1997 to 2023. It's an eight-disc collection. Every Japanese opening theme song and Japanese ending theme song for the anime. Limited edition bundle includes a DVD or Blu-ray. Boy, we are really going back in time. <laughs> that shows up. Does anyone even have a DVD player that isn't just a Blu-ray player? Um, Blu-ray players can play DVDs, I think. Uh, they can, typically, yeah. They yep. show off the anime theme songs alongside the actual intro. Oh, that's cool. So you get like the video intro. Yeah. Again, I don't, I don't <laughs> think this is going to come to America in any capacity i mean would you two buy it if it was the american theme song oh yeah if they made one because i would yeah 100 i have no way of playing it i do not have anything in my house that can play a cd this is one of those things that i would start to look for look to buy a dvd player for or a cd player <laughs> yeah. for because i love the openings i love the anime openings this is okay so it's been a while since I've like burned a CD or put like music on a on a CD. I've done this before, <laughs> but you two songs. So this is eight, eight or nine, eight or nine um, CDs. Mm -hmm. But each one is going to have like two. I'm pretty sure you could fit them all on a single CD, right? Like, I right. think it's more than, than just those. But yeah, like I think a CD is like fifty. Five minutes of music or something is uh something like that but isn't maybe is it that the intro and outro like stuff might be longer when it's oh, not part I, of the I show have the track listing here on play yeah it looks like there are there's seven a lot to of 12 there's 17 tracks on disc one yeah so like the so alola soundtrack disc seven opens up with alola that must be the theme song and then it has a 20th anniversary song, Miria's Connection. I don't know what that is. There's a Mirai. That that's kind of like Mirai Don. They have a song called Bless, Future. and then they have yeah. like the ending theme. They have a bunch of songs, but yeah, okay. So there is more than just two songs. I was gonna say like <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't need nine discs if it's so just theme songs. If disc seven is Alola, is every disc a different? Is every disc each region? So disc one Kanto. I believe so. Yes, because disc four That's is best wishes, like. which would be like Jirachi and stuff. Yeah, Jirachi's Hoenn though, isn't it? So wouldn't disc four be? Oh right, it gets a little mixed up near the beginning. Okay, so it's just it's just eight discs, and they just put the tracks on as yeah as well, they di fit. Disc five is 
the, it, it it opens with V, which I'm assuming is five. Sounds about right. Sounds about right. This yeah. Six <laughs> opens up with X Y Z, which that makes sense because that would be yep. Kalos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Kalos confirmed they're putting remade music on a disc. There we go. We finally got confirmation. Yeah. So uh, that was like a a. I don't know if you noticed it when you were in Japan, Bobby, but like they had so many like FYEs or just like huge towering music stores. Japan is like a very vertical uh, country. So like, you'll walk in and like this floor is like K-pop, but this floor is J-pop. This floor is like American rock. This floor is like R&B. And like you just you just keep going up. Or if it was like an anime store, it'd be like this store is uh manga this 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 floor is like anime manga this floor is like graphic books this is like i they <laughs> categorize as you go up yeah no there's definitely a lot of music stores record stores um i think there was like a tower records in shibuya kind of close to where we stayed when we were in tokyo but um yeah my wife like took me around to like those the stores where she would buy cds when she was like living there as a teenager and stuff and uh it was all the same as it was like you know that time like 10 15 years ago so uh no they're big big on the discs big on the discs Mm -hmm. i i think it's i think it's funny that like japan loves like the physical media so much but like they also have like the smallest apartments and houses in like the world (laughs) you like think they would like lean into like the digital stuff to like save space but you figure it out (laughs) Hey, speaking of music, we don't have the sword and shield music at all yet, still. <laughs> still. Yeah. I don't think that's ever coming. I think I don't let that wow. one go. Yeah, maybe someday. When I was maybe so for when the I 30th went to Japan, anniversary. <laughs> maybe when they remake Sword and Shield, the tree texture will be better. When I went to Japan, that was like Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee. And every Pokemon Center I went to, uh, they had like the CD collection of Let's go Pikachu, let's go Eevee. I, I kind of regret not buying it, although I'm sure it's probably pretty easy to import off eBay or something. But I like yeah. looked at it and I was like, oh, this is cool. But also, like, I don't own a CD player anymore. Like, my PC doesn't even have, like, a CD slot. <laughs> yeah. Like, you wouldn't just put it up in your background or something anyway. Right. Or something it's not so- like, like I just bought a Pokemon record player that I was Yeah. <laughs> You have a giant box of cards that's sitting right behind your right side there, and I'm sure it's still sealed. You haven't opened it all or anything. <laughs> no, that one's open. So, is it open? Yeah. Oh, okay. No, the, the okay. bad bad pulls. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> what, was, what was next on our news list here? Getting sidetracked. Actually, I think that this is probably a good place to take a break because we have uh, anime news to actually talk about. And then uh, we have Pokemon Go. So I think both of those will probably take more than 10 minutes each. So we will take a quick break. uh, And then when we come back, we will talk about um, some anime stuff and some Pogo stuff. And uh, maybe like a quick Greninja recap since that is now long gone. So we'll be right back. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform for building your brand. And growing your business online. Stand out with a beautiful website. Engage with your audience and sell anything. Anything, Greg. Anything. Your products, your content, even your time. Squarespace is the best site for making handcrafted (laughs) webs. 
what handcrafted website are we going to make this week, Will? Well, how's about a primer for people who are getting ready to go to South Korea who know absolutely oh. nothing about South Korea? Hey, that sounds good. What what sort of things do we need to include? Because we'd have to have maybe videos for pronunciations. Uh, also, a list of American restaurants that you can find in South Korea because there's <laughs> no way that Steve would ever eat anything that is a traditional South Korean dish. You know, and what makes that easy is Squarespace has a ton of features in which we can have videos. We can have people s- submit an email suggestions of best American-esque restaurants in South Korea. True. All of these things can be done super fast, super quick, and super simple using Squarespace. And we will call it Surviving South Korea. You can you can head over to Squarespace and you can get your... Uh, you can head over to squarespace.com slash PKMNCAST for your free trial. And when you're ready to launch, you can use offer code PK, PKMNCAST to save 10% off your first purchase of website or domain. So you can still, you know... Work out what you want that domain to be. You want to build your own website? Build your brand? Sell your time? Sell anything else? Maybe not sell anything at all. Maybe you just well, want a simple blog post. Yeah. And that, that's cool, too. Uh, you can head over to squarespace.com slash PKMNCAST and use offer code PKMNCAST when you're ready to launch. And we are back from our break. All right. Talk about the Pokemon anime because that's everyone loves that. Uh, <laughs> this is off comicbook.com. The new anime is planning to release on April 14th, um, and that will feature the two new people, Liko and Roy. Is that that's what that's that's close enough. Yeah, <laughs> I, I still think those are probably going to change for America. Oh, yeah, for sure. Mm. Yeah, I don't. I don't think those are gonna stick. But I don't know. Who knows? Um, I mean, Ash was different in Japanese too. Yeah, it was Satoshi, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So April fourteenth for that. That'll be the Japanese anime. We still don't have a U.S. release date. Although we don't actually know what'll be on the U.S. I don't, I don't know if Netflix is gonna pay for that or I don't know. Paramount Plus gonna step in and they're like, "We want Pokemon." Peacock. 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 Yeah. <laughs> exclusively on Peacock. Gosh, I can get my WWE and my Pokemon on one service for a low, low price of $5 a month. The little, I guess, blurb I wanted to pull here from uh, Sarabi is it says this news will focus on a special pendant that is around Liko, uh, who's the the female protagonist, questioning what it is for and states that uh, Liko is from Paldea. More information to come next week. So two things there, three things, I guess. One is the pendant. Two is uh, more information next week, although we're recording our podcast early, so you'll have to wait on that for us. Um, I'm sure it's not breaking news we have until April. Uh, and then the third is that she is from Paldea, which maybe nips a few of the is she Ash's daughter in the butt. I guess eh, people could be like, well, Ash moved to Paldea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> people will always have explanations until we know. Yeah, that's like still a big ongoing thing of like, are any of these characters related to Ash? Is Ash going to be older? Um, I there's there's a lot of theories out there. Just wait, just wait until the English uh, version comes out and her name's Ashley. 
<laughs> gonna be a lot of a lot going on then. You can see it now, uh, Bobby. I don't think you were on when we talked about Ash leaving. No. It, also, your do your kids watch the anime? They do. Yeah, they do. Um, but it's very new to them. So my kids are five and two, and they just started. We just started watching the anime. Um, maybe like a month ago month and a half ago and like it was actually we started watching the anime shortly before it was announced that like that ash wasn't going to be <laughs> like the main character of the next one but we've been just been watching like uh the indigo like the the for the season one basically oh, wow so it's not we haven't been watching the newer stuff we've been watching like the the older starting them off with the old stuff it was what was like on netflix with the like, rude was- jesse and james before they realized <laughs> they were comic relief characters yes yeah so uh yeah, we were we've just been watching um that lately. So, not not too far into it, but they do know like, you know, they're like, "Oh, Ash and Pikachu and things like that." I'm like, "Ah, don't get too used to <laughs> if we're going to skip forward to the new stuff, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, they'll have about the amount of time with those characters as any amount of characters have had on Yu-Gi-Oh shows or other shows that switch characters every season or two so. right you're right i guess that's true i guess that's true i'm not really sure the plan though maybe we go through all 25 of the previous years of anime with them so <laughs> no actual human can actually do that at this point it's like what <laughs> 1200 episodes or something yeah it's a lot it's a lot uh, it's a lot of lot. them are bad like i'm like 20 of the 1200 is is like some pokemon race between like two water pokemon <laughs> 15 of them are like how ugly Feebas is and and how they really want to evolve like they've de- <laughs> they've definitely repeated some uh some tropes over and over over the years. Well, we just we were just watching the one where the two Pokemon gyms in Dark City, Dark Town, uh they're like gangs. It's like a gang war happening between Pokemon trainers. So all the people hate Pokemon trainers. And so like Ash, Misty, and Brock show up and kids are throwing rocks at them and stuff because they hate Pokemon trainers in this town. I don't know. I, I don't know if you either you remember this. It was <laughs> Do like not remember that the one. Kaz Is that the site there the Electabuzz? Yes, the Legend Electabuzz. There's a oh, site there that okay. are fighting each other. I don't remember rocks being thrown. <laughs> There's a part where, and then Pikachu thunder shocks these three little kids who fall off the roof, and then Ash is like, "Oh, I'm so sorry, you're little kids, but you were throwing rocks at us." I just, Netflix. I was we were watching this on Netflix the other day. I don't know. I don't remember this episode from when I was younger, but it was intense. Well, your your five year old plays Go, right? Yeah, he does. Uh, and actually, the my two year old has also started. She's like throwing curveballs and stuff now, and I was just like. <laughs> Oh, okay, we're starting real young here, so we're at the age. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of curveballs, uh, let's talk about Pokemon Go. That was that was maybe the best the best Great transition segue. I've had. It's never going to get any better. Fantastic. <laughs> um, okay, so at the Hoenn Las Vegas tour, uh, they're going to release a new feature. I'm sure that won't break. <laughs> Uh, it's called. I mean, <laughs> it's a fairly simple one. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah. you you think that would <laughs> stop them? <laughs> uh, catch Pokemon uh, with location cards at the Pokemon Go uh, Hoenn Tour Las Vegas. They say trainers were excited to announce a new feature that will make its first appearance at Pokemon Go Tour Hoenn 
Las Vegas location cards after catching a certain Pokemon from in-person raid battles at specific locations during the Hoenn tour. Trainers will have to a chance to receive a location card. This souvenir background will appear on the Pokemon summary page showing where the Pokemon was caught. So those who participate in raids will have an, a chance of the location card. It doesn't say what the chance is, if you're lucky, trainers. Uh, location cards are a new way for trainers to remember they caught a specific Pokemon and commemorate visiting a special event or location. Lo- location cards will be displayed. Well, they'll display an image on the Pokemon summary page uh, relate. I think, you know, what's I think actually Pikmin already does this now that I'm thinking about this location cards will rotate with the previous Pokemon summary in the background. Trainers can work together in Las Vegas to figure out which raid battles will have the location cards. Um, and please be aware of your surroundings. Thanks, Niantic. I think this can be I think this would this would be cool. Um if they will also, if it comes over to the catch card, you know, the, mm. the, cause right now, if you, I don't know if you've done the little cat where you, where you like, uh, you can share the Pokemon you've caught and it, it gives it like a little oh, yeah. summary. Mm-hmm. And then it's got a little, and the background is just a static image of like what the background of the summary usually looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can go and take your own picture and put that yeah. on the catch card, but it's not great. Like it's not like, uh, how it's not like as good as like go snapshot or anything like that. Um, but if they did that, that would be kind of cool so that the background would then. And if go they don't, the it card. kind of makes the catch card useless for those Pokemon. Yeah. So where, <laughs> where's the images going? So I'm, I'm looking at Meryl right now in Pokemon go. It's, it says Meryl. It has like the arc above its head. It says CP 183. Yeah. Behind that. It's going behind Meryl in the blue area. Where the yeah. blue is for Where like the water type now. Is. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The so that's what background. I. That's what I thought, and I was like, okay, I, I hope it goes there because that would look cooler than scrolling to the bottom and it just being like. Oh yeah. Oh, at the bottom part. Yeah. So, but if you go into the little like uh, menu and then click on catch card for that mm-hmm. Meryl catch card, I don't think I've ever done this. So <laughs> it will show you like a picture of. I d- okay, I didn't know the catch card button was there. Okay, that got it. <laughs> My hope is that that background would also apply to this catch card because people share this like in the Slack and stuff. When people get a shiny, they've been sharing the catch card lately. Mm. Um, I think more people and more people are using this now. So it'd be kind of cool mm. if that background was also in the catch card. I as feel well. like you show the catch card when the IVs aren't great. <laughs> <laughs> and I also true. feel like if it does show in the catch card, it's going to be broken and it's going to be cropped and it's not going to look great. I well, could be wrong. You know, that is also true. But <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> if I catch could, like, card switch between a traded Pokemon, something. what happens? Oh, I can't. Because so you if didn't I catch click it. At, there's no catch card for a traded Pokemon. That makes sense because I didn't catch it. Yeah. Hatched as well, I think, doesn't have it. And it, you have to have caught it in a raid or in the wild um, okay. for it to show up. Okay. I see. That's I see, interesting I see. because one yeah. of the things I'm excited for about this new feature is that when you trade these Pokemon, I'm hoping that the traded person will still be able to have the fancy background on them. Yeah. Because that's a cool collectible thing. Yeah, yes. that would be cool too. So that would be cool. even the, okay. Okay. So I, I have two thoughts. One, I, I do think this is really cool and I, I, uh, but I can't help but think this is another way for Niantic to force an in-person experience. Cause I don't know if you, I don't know if like, I don't, I don't know. Let's just say like the space needle is 
is one of these like cool locations, right? Like we, I think we could all argue. I think we could all agree that like monuments in the United States or all over the world, Space Needle would be like, okay, that would that would have one. Maybe like Statue of Liberty, the, whatever that giant silver gate thing in St. Louis. It's the one the good thing in St. Louis, and ain't that good. Um, <laughs> like those would probably have catch cards, uh, and most of those are gyms. So if you do a raid there, you have a chance of getting like the Space Needle in the background, which would be really cool. But I wonder if they would be like, oh, you have to be in person to get the chance to do it. I would I would guess yes, just because of the way that they're like talking about it, even at the Hoenn tour. Right. Yeah. Like you like have select to select in person raids. You know, you have to be there, which yeah. I'm sure they'll do something so you can't remote raid into those ones anyway, if you're not actually <laughs> yeah. there. Right. Like, um, but I'm sure I, I feel like there's not a whole lot of loss to that though if you're not in person like i feel like it's one of those in-person things where it's cool and it's fun if when it when it works and if it works i i think it will work but um, i'm kind of disappointed that it's only a chance at getting it yeah that, that it's is not gonna weird. be every single pokemon that you catch there because but, if you if you aren't able to find one if you're just super unlucky yeah. that's kind of miserable yeah um, yeah like if you wanted to catch to get all of the location cards. I don't know. Let's just say there's like five of them at the Hoenn tour. And it's like, mm -hmm. well, I keep doing a raid at this one and I'm not getting it. And now the day is over and I did five raids there. And I don't know. I feel it, like it might just be one for the city and have the city as the background. That's been my, my understanding. Uh, but I okay. also, well, it'll, it would yeah. be really unfortunate if you got a hundred percent of one Pokemon and it didn't have the catch card on it. And you got, a really bad IV Pokemon of the same kind, and it did have the catch card, and that made you feel like you had to keep the bad Pokemon when otherwise you wouldn't. Right. Which is why, yeah, I, yeah no, I'm I'm kind of disappointed that it's not going to be on all of the Pokemon at the event. Yeah, but they it will do that be thing where they put like Community Day in like the notes at yeah, the bottom. Yeah, but you don't see that until you're. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what you were just afraid it was going to be. Yeah, that's like what I was. Yeah, that's there. what I was afraid it was going to be. Although I do but, like that too, I'm not saying I don't like the this yeah, Pokemon. Yeah, no, I, I like it. It's just not super special, not super noticeable. I mean, yeah. it's no big Pokemon. No, <laughs> no, that that's the we haven't talked about that on the show. The huge Pokemon and the tiny Pokemon. Yeah, I think I think the like catch location thing is harmless enough where you don't feel like you're really missing out if you don't get it. But if you yeah. are interested, it's like a fun thing. And I do think that is like similar to like the big Pokemon, small Pokemon. Like I am sure there are plenty of people. I know there are plenty of people I, I, I'm on the internet uh, that are like, I don't care about the big and small, but like, I love that feature. I think mm -hmm. it's great. Like I already had, I, like I had no desire to ever click on like a slack off again right i i have like 40 shiny slack offs i will never need uh to power up uh uh slacking i i've already evolved all that i need to evolve i just don't need any more slacking candy i don't need any shiny slack offs it's fine but i don't have a big <laughs> slack off and that's what i want i want a big one i would i will say that there's a difference there and that the xxl and xxs that super big and super tiny Pokemon have a medal that you can earn for them. Yeah, that's true. And I'm yeah. sure hoping they're not making a medal for these catch cards because I'm still someone who's never been to an in-person Pokemon Go event like that that would have one of those backgrounds and Damn. I would never get one of those things. Yep, Or almost that is true. never. 
That is true. Okay, so um, so Pikmin has ultimately catch cards. I didn't think about this until we were recording. So when you when you get like, this is really bad for for the audio listeners, and I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so I it says this this is a blue Pikmin from Silver Lake. That's what it says. So usually where you find the seed of the Pikmin is where it says where it's from. Uh, it was from a lake. Uh, I discovered it on June fourth, twenty twenty two. And then the flower type it is 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 uh, um, uh, a yellow flower, whatever that whatever that means. I have a a red Pikmin that was dis- uh, discovered near the Heinz Convention Center. I have no clue where that is. Um, I think that might have been in Boston. Uh, also a yellow flower, but because I took a picture that day, it huh. attached the picture to it. I did not do that. It was just like it it knew that. That this Pikmin was near this, it looks like it's, um, a, yes, it, it was in Boston. It was like a yeah, card shop in Boston that I went to. So it took my picture and it assigned it to that Pikmin, which means that Pikmin is reading my camera roll, I just realized. Um, yes, I was going to say, did it, did it take it, <laughs> yeah, did you take the picture in Pikmin or did you just happen to take a picture? No, I took the picture outside of Pikmin. Oh, that's not, that's not good. Yeah, that <laughs> think, could result in some interesting Pikmin. <laughs> wow just finding out some new stuff here on the podcast <laughs> you know i think when pikmin came out like a year and a half ago people were like oh pikmin wants to read our camera roll and i was like ah oh, that's fine i take pictures of like pokemon and cats and then i was like oh it's cool like this pikmin has like a picture that but then when i thought about it more in depth of like oh i didn't tell it to look mm-hmm. at that picture, it it decided that that was good enough. <laughs> yeah, you didn't remember where the Heinz Center was, but Pikmin sure did. <laughs> it's letting you know it knows exactly where it was. Sure did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, I was going to go on and say, I find it harder to throw those Pikmin away because the game randomly decided to attach a moment to it. And like that, that's a good moment, right? Like that is like, I was at PAX. I was at a video game card shop. It, it did that. And you have no idea what Niantic will do to you if you throw that Pikmin picture away. <laughs> so, cause they'll know. Uh, maybe, maybe social media, maybe these games were, were not meant to be. <laughs> kind of glad I never got Pikmin now. Yeah. I, <laughs> Pikmin's out there reading your camera roll. Uh, going back to the big and small, because we did not talk about this. I absolutely adore the feature. Uh, I, I, again, I, I do want to collect big and small Pokemon. I think they're really fun. I think it's really cool, um, to have like a bigger Pokemon next to you. That's like obvious. And I like to look at like people's trainer things and it's like, oh, Bobby's walking with a Tyrantrum or something, right? Like that's not true. Bobby's always walking with a Farfetch. Neither of those things is true right now, but sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> but but if Bobby switched to a big Farfetch, I'd be like, oh, that's tied. Bobby has a big Farfetch. But then it goes like a level deeper for me, because not only do I want to collect big and small Pokemon. Actually, I, I don't actually care about small Pokemon. I really just like the big Pokemon. Um, I like the small Pokemon. Wow. Small and powerful. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think for me, I like the big Pokemon because they're like distinctly bigger. I would or like the, the, I mean. They're tiny. Yeah, yeah. 
I, I like the small Pokemon when they're already initially big Pokemon. So I would like a small like Tyranitar because it's like, oh, yeah. I'm taller okay. than the Tyranitar now. <laughs> and I think that's uh-huh. cool. Right. But right. now now I'm like on a mission for community days where it's like, I think, you know, it, Pokemon Go has been around for six years. I just happen to make Pokemon content. So it's like I get bombarded with the frequent questions of like, how many shines do you get in community day? Uh, either like I didn't get enough or I got too many, depending on if you live in a big city or you don't live in a big city, right? Like I can be like, ah, you know, every community day I get about like 12 or 14 shinies. And some people are like, wow, that's so many. And some people are like, only 12. I got 35. And it's like, yeah, cool. Like, what are you gonna do with 35 shinies? That's fine. Like, I I don't want to say like, oh, I got 12 and 14 to brag. It's just like, I play for three hours. I walk in a circle at a popular place. I, Mm -hmm. I catch everything I see. Like, but for me now, community day has turned to be more exciting because, like, I want a big or a small shiny. And I think that's, like, a real, like, it makes it really hard on community day because you're not only, even though the sh- the shiny ads are, what, like, 1 in 25, Niantic will never tell us, but that's what most people speculate, they're 1 in 25. It's a, I think it's, like, a 1 in 256 chance of it being big or small, 1 in 128, I guess, technically, if you're counting both sizes. So now you have these two odds, these two percentages or these two probabilities of getting either a big shiny or a small shiny. And so that's all that's my new goal going forward with community days. And I'm uh, is- like, I'm thrilled by it. Like, I'm so excited to like, <laughs> I could get a big shiny. And I like that's really exciting to me. <laughs> this is not surprising at all because you love the trying to go for the shiny with a mark. Uh huh. You know, yes. in the in the main series. Uh, I mean, when you transfer the the yeah. super lit big and super small Pokemon into Pokemon Home and into uh, Scarlet and Violet, they're gonna have the marks. That's the cool thing about these. Yes, Is that, was that confirmed? That was. I think so. Yeah. I know Serebi said something about that. Oh, I didn't know. Yes. This. I'll have to look it up because I did get. I I do have one big B. I have one big <laughs> shiny, and it's an Ursaluna that I got Ooh. on. The, but I didn't know. Because my Pokeball cl- Plus caught it. So I never knew that it was big or small. Um, and I evolved it because I was like, oh, I just got to evolve a shiny one to get the shiny dex entry. And then when somebody was like, oh, you can search by either typing XXL or XXS yep. in the search bar. I was like, oh, my gosh, I got, I got bigger Saluna and he's shiny. Um, so now you're telling me <laughs> that I can move that to Scarlet and Violet when obviously when Ursaluna is allowed in the game, I can get the mark next to it, which is tight. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I think there's, so. There's I, would, I would check it with the non shiny one first. Right, right. Yeah. Yes. Good call. <laughs> I'll move my with legends big bull beat over. There's something with I got legends a too, so. to do it. <laughs> so, like, you can move it to legends now. And there's also, it's something with, within legends too that stays the same when it's, a, when it's an XXL. Uh, Pokemon. So you think that, that people could, like, can finally today. get a big weasel in Pokemon Go <laughs> and then move that it to Legends and then the one guy that's like, <laughs> yep. I want a big weasel. <laughs> Makes Maybe. it a little bit easier. <laughs> Maybe. One weasel's uh, spawning. But I it's funny, I'm actually in the same position as you though, Steve. Uh I actually bought more storage space knowing that i'm going to be catching these xxl xxs pokemon and not wanting to transfer them so i actually it got me to buy more storage space because i'm like oh i gotta have space for these i'm not gonna have to like try to pick and choose and i love that when you go through and mass transfer stuff 
it, it like lets you. you know that you've selected oh it does big or tiny yep. pokemon and then you can leave them out of the mass transfer when you when you go and do it it's super helpful i did not know that nice. yeah so it's like i don't have to worry about transferring one but i can go through and mass select everything and then just leave those ones out and transfer the rest so it's nice hannah are you going to be on a journey to collect big and small pokemon I have not decided yet how I feel about them. <laughs> I am keeping them for now. <laughs> but that's I don't how know how, how I feel that's, going forward. That's how it started with me. And then I thought, you know what? I'm just <laughs> going to buy some extra bag space and I don't have to think about this for weeks, months, you know, sometime down the line. <laughs> just keep keep kicking the I can mean, on I the like road. To, I like to keep my, my Pokemon bag box, my Pokemon box all cleaned out when I can. And so I'm going to do that soon while all the candy mm-hmm, bonuses mm-hmm. are going. Yes. And I'm going to have to figure out what I'm what I want to do with these Pokemon, because I don't know how I feel about them. Uh, They're not great IVs. Most of them. That's yeah. I talked. I just talked to Steve. I was talking to you about this the other day. Uh, It's like the candy bonus right now with the transferring. Right. That's going to be going on for another probably day or so after when this podcast podcast goes up, there should still be like a full 24 hours left. And I've got Mm eleven hundred legendary Pokemon. And I'm like, I should probably just transfer a majority of these and get triple candy right now. Like, they're just sitting there. This I'm is not, the best chance you've you know, had in a I've while. I've got 33 other Tapu Lele that, like, what am I going to do with those 33 Tapu Lele that aren't shiny? Think like, about this, Bobby. Think about this. <laughs> you could pay the money to activate the Pokey Transporter more often <laughs> instead of waiting for the six-day cooldown period. And move them to. I've got forty non shiny regice. <laughs> Who needs forty non shiny regice? I don't want those in home. Yeah, it would cost. It would cost more to transfer those Pokemon over than it costs to get them in the first place. <laughs> yeah, I, and that's not even the. I have fifty three <laughs> non shiny Heatran. I don't want fifty three Heatran in home. <laughs> but what if you had sixty non shiny Heatran? Then you could have ten <laughs> parties of six. You could be a Heatran master. I could. I could. I I don't know. I I, six years later, I have not transferred. um, I have not thrown away a legendary Pokemon. I have over a thousand in go right now, but I've I've probably moved close to fifty Mewtwo's into Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee because that was free technically. Mm -hmm. And every six days, I do try to move four to five legends before the transporter is full. Um, and then mm-hmm. I remember that I got to move these legends over. Mm-hmm. I can't, I don't know. There's something about like, I know that I spent a dollar on it that I can't throw it away. Like it's like throwing the dollar away, but it's, <laughs> I mean, I also feel this. I also, I don't know why though, because like the logical side of me is like, this makes no sense. Like it, it's not doing anything more sitting in my storage. They're never going to get used. Like but you I'm never going to use it home and use it there possibly for what? I guess I could trade them or something or like surprise trade people, legendaries or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, yeah. Things like that. That's a, that's a thing. That, but, that's more rewarding than just transferring them for sure. That's true. That's that might be a thing. No, to you're gonna do. you're gonna get like that like 
14 year old that's like super excited that they got a Mewtwo through Wonder Trade and then they go check it and it has like the, the giant G symbol by it and they're like, oh, this is <laughs> this is a girl Mewtwo. It wasn't yeah, even caught in fire red leaf green. <laughs> people don't like the little G symbol that they <laughs> don't mind the G is like whatever. Just, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it for now while I'm filling out the living Pokedex. Uh, we'll deal with it, you know, figure out other things later. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last bit, last bit of news here is just save, save the dates for community days. I do absolutely love when Niantic does this. I think it's really great. Um, giving people plenty of time to heads up. Uh, not everyone has flexible jobs. So, um, giving people like, you know, a month or two heads up of like, Hey, if you like Pokemon Go and Pokemon Go is your life, you might want to take off these following days. Uh, or I don't know, work a night shift because like what a Pokemon Go event happens after six. I think the only one I could think of was that Clefairy event. Yeah, that was like mm-hmm. the evening event. Well, yeah. the, the Noibat community day, the post community day stuff did go from like 5 to 10 p.m. So post community day, what was post? Yeah, like day? you get to go, you get to go battle the Noibats that are in raids that are in the oh, four star yeah, raids. Yeah. yeah. So you, there that's is just, that. Like that's always in the evening because it's true. after. Uh, okay, so save the dates here. Um, we have Saturday, March 18th. Uh, Saturday, April 15th, Saturday, April 29th, which will be a classic community day. They have not said what that was, what that would be. Have they done Beldum? I feel like Beldum is probably pretty high up there on the list of classics, especially when we're running out of Megas and Mega Metagross <laughs> is one of those Megas. True. That would be a good one. Uh, Sunday, May 21st. Um, so a lot of Saturdays, a Sunday. Um, so that there's your next three months of community days. And then there are additional in-game events. So we have Sunday, March 5th, Saturday, March 17th, Sunday, April 9th. 11th. Oh, sorry. I don't, what did I say? 17th. <laughs> Not then on the 17th. Confidently said that too. I did you too. Like, like, there's clearly two 17th. ones here. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we have show notes so people can see what i am also reading so they can correct me um march 11th uh sunday april 9th sunday april 23rd wow there's like so many events in april um and then saturday may 27th to sunday may 28th so that's a two-day event not a community day don't know what that would be because usually, like go go battle is usually just a day. It's not a weekend. Like yeah, today. go battle days are <laughs> usually days. Community days are usually days. Usually, if there is any event that spans more than one day, it's going to be closer to a week. Two day events are less common. Yeah, I'm not. I, I can't even think of the last two day. I mean, besides the EV community days that are always two <laughs> right, days, yeah, and like, the end of the year mm-hmm. ones. But end of the year stuff, EV. I don't know what else that would be. Another two day event. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure there's been one before, but I can't think of I can't think of it. Yeah, so what what are we thinking for community days here? They got technically Froki and the Fennekin. I think they could so I know a lot of people think Fennekin, right? Just because Chespin was last month. Mm-hmm. And so they're like patterns. But uh <laughs> They skipped the month with Snivy, so Snivy it was Snivy, and then it was two different Pokemon, and then it was Tepig. Yes. So mm-hmm. I could see them doing that again, just to mm-hmm. draw that Space out a little out. bit before Fennekin. Yeah. 
I, I don't know if they can get away with doing any Gen 3 Pokemon. Because I thought they were going to do Gen 3 Pokemon before the Hoenn Tour, and then they were like, Noibat. And I was like, because that was a thing leading up to the Johto Tour of like, we're going to drip feed these mm-hmm. Johto Pokemon <laughs> that haven't been yep. shiny that are now shiny. So, But they, um, also, they also did, was it after Johto Tour or was it GoFest? There was a Pokemon that was you know, increased shiny chance at one of those events. And then I feel like it was like soon after there was a community day or something with that Pokemon and people were not happy about it. Oh, um, cause they were like, we just had this like increased <laughs> chance, like at this other event. And then you threw us yep. into a it was community day or it was just an event where it was like, they were really talking up, talking it up. But so yeah, I don't know if they could do that again. I don't know if they would give us a Hoenn Pokemon in March. That would be a, a tough one. A little bit too soon. A little, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not saying they won't, not saying they haven't, but they shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, I I'm not yeah, I'm not sure what what they could do this year that isn't like already turned on. Or I mean th- there are still plenty of Pokemon, right? But they're Yeah, they could still do like a I mean they probably wouldn't do this, but they could do like a vanillite line or Yeah, they mm-hmm. could they, yeah. They could or also they could do um Honage. They could introduce like a new Pokemon. Oh, like, like they Honage they might do Scyther at some point. They could do Scyther. Oh yeah, because now they have they've got uh they've got Cleavore they could like throw in there oh, too. Oh, I was so like, why could, would they do Scyther? Something's coming up. Something's yeah, coming could, up with Scyther at some point. Yeah, yeah they, they could, they could also like do that. like a Whooper Community Day and then like introduce Claude Sire to like piggyback. I would off. love that, but I feel like it's way too soon. Yeah, no. I mean I don't think it's too soon because marketing is very powerful. And if <laughs> a Go player hasn't played Scarlet and Violet, then they don't realize, maybe they, some of them maybe don't realize the power that is Claude Sire. They got to wait until the patch, though. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want the Go players playing Scarlet and Violet yet. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I could see I could see them doing like a Claude Sire or another Ursaluna thing. So what is that like Baskelin or Cleavor or Stantler and a Weird Deer? I don't think is as exciting, <laughs> but no, it's they, Cleavor, they already the, did Braverary and Avalog technically. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, right. Totally forgot to put this on the notes. Last bit of news here, though, real quick. Still Pokemon Go news. Uh, Pokemon Go players won't have to purchase the Hoenn Tour tickets for boosted shiny odds. So um, this event will happen the week. So the global Hoenn Tour will happen a week after the in-person one. That will be Saturday, February 25th and Sunday, February 26th. This is off uh, Dexter. Dexter Row, Dex, 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 Dexter Tro, Dexter. What? I don't know how to say that site. Dexer, um, Dexerto or something. Dexerto. Yeah, there we go. Uh, <laughs> could be completely wrong. So but. there is still the five dollar Masterworks research that you can buy, but you don't have to buy that to participate in the Hoenn Tour Weekend. So the Masterwork, it's for shiny Jirachi. So if you want to pay $5 for shiny Jirachi, there's a bunch of other stuff to do. We don't know what the, we don't know what that is, uh, by the way. Like, um, you know, if you're, if you love shiny Jirachi and it requires you to be level 50 to get shiny Jirachi and you're level 25, it'll be a very long uphill battle to get to level 50. I don't think it will be level 50, but for the Mew, you needed to be level 40, um, mm. which a lot of players complained about 
that like I'm not level 40. I can't get Mew yet. So I, we don't mm-hmm. know what that is. Uh, they're reporting, though, that the there will be boosted shiny odds. Uh, they they said they're saying that Niantic told them not every not every Pokemon featured during the event will have boosted odds. Every spawn will have the chance to be shiny. Niantic stated that the boost is for select species and not all Pokemon will be boosted. Um, we currently don't know which Pokemon will have boosted odds. We don't know what the odds are. Niantic will never tell us the odds. Some players well, expect the odds to be lower than Kamide. Kamide is 1 in 25, so lower as in like 1 in 100 maybe is I guess what they're assuming. Uh, mm. The event is free. And yeah, so that's it. Not sure why Niantic didn't just come out and say this of like, hey, some Pokemon will have a better increase of shiny. I, I, I don't know why they waited so long. I mean, I, I guess they did say it. They told uh, this outlet and a couple other outlets. I think uh, Eurogamer had the same article. I could see them not wanting to get too in the weeds with like shiny odds. And that, I know they do say like increased chance, but I, that might be like as far as they or the Pokemon company really wants them to officially go with that. Mm-hmm. You know, they might not want to be getting too detailed like and some can be shiny and some will have increased odds and some will have more increased odds. And, you know, like it, so it might be easier to just let this go to the outlets and then have them explain it or have them kind of talk about it instead. I sure hope this doesn't break and result in none of them able to be shiny. <laughs> oh, it broke for Australia. Don't worry. <laughs> but it's, but I mean, at first it's at least only in, in, in Vegas. That, yeah, that's yeah, true. That's true. That's true. Well, usually at an in-person go event, Almost everything has increased odds of being yeah. shiny, except unknown has always had like the weird. Sometimes it's boosted, sometimes it's not. And then for the Johto tour, I, I think the part of the problem also is like for the Johto tour, they're like things have increased odds, but like Corsola specifically didn't. And you had to pay to raid for Corsola. Um mm-hmm. And I guess if I knew after the fact that Corsola wasn't increased, I probably wouldn't have done as many raids. But if Niantic doesn't well, say, <laughs> yeah, then you can't feel. Well, I mean, you can't feel bad in the moment. You can definitely feel bad after you <laughs> spent the money. You can definitely feel bad as you're sending them the lawsuit for uh, whatever they're doing. Yeah, I don't. Mm, well, I think the. I don't know how they're going to do the worldwide stuff for Torkoal, Propius, and Relicanth, but I think for the whole, I think for Vegas, they're only in 10Ks. They're not even in, they're not in the wild or anything? I don't think so. I think they're only in 10Ks. Or raids, I guess. That sounds right. I haven't been paying super close attention because I cannot attend. Yeah, same. But for those who can attend, y'all have special research for this next week leading up to the event, I'm pretty yes. sure. Yes, I did my I did my first special research. It gave me a Trico, and I was like, "This is <laughs> this is not Perfect. that exciting." <laughs> I, it's the, I gotta hype it up. They're getting there. Yeah, they're getting I, there. I bet the next day will be Mudkip, <laughs> <laughs> and then I bet after that will be Torchic. Not gonna not gonna bet against that. <laughs> yeah, I would. <laughs> well, a little bit of shorter show for you guys this week, just because. Uh, I'm out of town for five days. I got to edit this. I got another show. So um, thanks for making it to the end. Uh, if you are going to be in Vegas, I will be there. Uh, I will be there both Saturday and Sunday. 
Um, I believe we're doing a community meetup outside the fountains. I don't know what those fountains are called. Everyone knows. Ooh, at the Bellagio? Yeah, the Bellagio. The so the Bellagio? I think on Friday night, we're just going to meet in front of the Bellagio. If you're in the area and we're just going to walk around the strip and play Pokemon Go. So that's free. Doesn't cost you any money. You don't need a ticket. Just Friday night. If you're there, um, we'll meet in front of the fountains and then we'll get a group together. We'll play some Go. And that's, I think, a good way to kick off the weekend. Yeah, if you're there, again, if you're at Vegas, feel free to say hi. Um, I'll probably have some stickers on me if you can find me. First come, first serve. I have like 50 stickers. So, uh, again, uh, don't be shy if you're there. I like going to events and meeting people. Um, Hannah, thank you. Bobby, thank you. Um, And then if you're listening to this on Monday, we're still streaming on Twitch on Monday and Tuesday. And then no streams until we get back. I do have YouTube content prepped, so... If you're desperate for more content or this episode wasn't long enough for you, there should be some YouTube content on the channel. If you're watching this on YouTube, like, comment, subscribe, uh, tell us what Pokemon you would like for Community Day. That's that's pretty good. Tell us what Pokemon you would like in Community Day this year. There we go. That's good. A good one. Otherwise, we'll see you guys next week. This has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are super effective. Trying to figure out what that two-day Pokemon Go event is going to be. Super effective. This podcast is brought to you by Patreon. A huge shout out to our producers of the episode, starting with Stephen, Kay, William, Tony, Stuart, Ryan, Nate, Matthew, Bovine, Catherine, Casey, Josh, Jessica, Gray, Courtney, Chris, Brian, Anthony, and our executive producers of Spencer and Brady. Thank you so much for the continued support. If you too would like to support us on Patreon, you can head over to patreon.com slash P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T. That is patreon.com slash P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T. And you can sign up to get a bunch of rewards, including having your name read at the end of the episode. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next week.